As we read the gospel records, we read eyewitness accounts of the life and ministry of the Lord Jesus. In a sense, the gospels are just the beginning of Christ's work. The adventure continues in the book of Acts. In this study with Scott Pauley, we consider the continuing work of Christ through the Holy Spirit, who works through the apostles and the New Testament church. Now, let's get in on the adventure. Are you living today in the blessing of God? This day, are you praising the Lord? Are you having God's favor on your life? Are you seeing the Lord at work? Because that's the way God designed it to be. It doesn't mean every day is perfect. In fact, no day is perfect. And you and I certainly are not perfect. But it does mean that every day we can see God's hand upon our lives. Every day we can hear his voice. We can walk with him. Every day we can experience his divine enabling. This is the message of the book of Acts. That's not history. It's not just we're looking back to something that happened. No, that same God is at work in us. The same gospel that was preached in Acts chapter 2, the same Christ that saved, the same Holy Spirit that indwelt, uh, the same work that God set in motion in Acts chapter 2, he is continuing to do at this present hour. In our last study, we established the fact that Pentecost was a day, great day, wonderful day, uh, but it was only one day, and from that day now, every day God wants to work. That the Christian experience and the work of the church must be more than one day. We learned in the closing verses of Acts chapter 2 uh, that it must be a season of blessing. More than one day, a season of blessing. Let's come now to chapter 3 and verse 1 and add something to that today. The Bible says now. I like that first word, <laughs> now. God works in the now. Uh, don't get stuck in yesterday. You can't change that. Uh, you can't fast forward to tomorrow. It's not here yet. You have today. You have now. The present tense God is working right where you are now. Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. Now, when you read that first verse, is that just information? Nothing in Scripture is just information. It's revelation. This is not incidental text. This is inspired text. What is God's message to us? Why does God tell us these details What is the divine significance of this in Acts chapter 3 and verse number 1? We're coming to the miracle. Uh, In our next study, we'll return to this same passage. I hope you'll meditate in the opening eight verses of Acts chapter number 3 because the Lord's getting ready to heal a lame man and do some big things, and the adventure continues. But don't miss what Peter and John were doing. The Bible says they were going together to the temple at the hour of prayer. The Christian life is more than one day. We've learned first it must be a season of blessing, and then it must also be an hour of prayer. I'm thinking of the words that old hymn now, sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care and bids me at my Father's throne make all my wants and wishes known. In seasons of distress and grief, my soul has often found relief and oft escaped the tempter's snare by thy return, sweet hour of prayer. I wonder, when was the last time you had an hour with the Lord? When was the last time you set aside an hour just to give to God? Uh, the Bible says that Peter and John were, were following the regular custom of these Jewish people of an hour 
of prayer. But I think this is really important because in the previous verses, they have just seen tremendous answers to prayer. I mean, can you think of a greater answer to prayer than the day of Pentecost? They'd been praying, remember, for 10 days after the ascension of Christ, and now their prayer and Jesus' prayer is answered and the Holy Spirit has come. And they've seen tremendous spiritual blessing. 3,000 people got saved. And they're experiencing a oneness and a unity and a miraculous work in that early church. And yet, please don't miss this, they're still praying. I, I think in my own life so often I have stopped praying too soon. I've let up when I should have pressed in. I wonder how many times we have quit praying just before the blessing, just before the spiritual breakthrough. Uh, they, they're praising God at the end of chapter 2, but when you get to chapter 3, verse 1, they're not just praising, they're still praying. And by the way, they're persecuted too. In this very chapter, you're going to see lots of persecution. But even in that persecution, they're not distracted or dismayed. They are still praying. I wonder, are we still praying? Are we serious about our prayers and sincere about our, our seeking God? Where's the fervency gone? Where's the urgency and intensity? The story of the New Testament church is the story of praying people. You see, they didn't have one prayer meeting and stop at that. Uh, prayer is for them a way of life. They're, they're living by Paul's admonition to pray without ceasing. That's the Lord's way. Uh, prayer is not just something you do. It should be a part of the fabric of your Christian experience as natural as breathing, and by the way, as necessary as breathing. If you're going to have the divine power and the divine enabling, then you must be a person of prayer. Can I point something really interesting out, though? The hour of prayer here, the Bible says, is the ninth hour. Now, that's, that's important because at the temple, this was not the hour of sacrifice. It was the hour that followed the sacrifice, the hour of prayer. Oh, I love this thought. Uh, they didn't go to the temple to sacrifice. Do you know why? Because their sacrifice had already been completed. The Lamb of God had come. The, the final, full, forever sacrifice for sin had already been slain, and they knew they were, they were leaning on his sacrifice. They were trusting in his shed blood. So they're not coming to gain forgiveness. They're not coming for their salvation, they're coming rather simply to pray. And I would also point out to you, they're praying at the same hour that Jesus died. Notice, please, it's the ninth hour. That's 3 o'clock in the afternoon by the, by the Jewish clock. Oh, this is wonderful. When Jesus died on the cross, he said, it is finished. You know what he did at that moment? He opened heaven to us. That's right. When the Lord Jesus Christ came to the end, he brought us a wonderful beginning. He opened heaven to us. He completed the, the transaction so that you and I could enter in, so that we could pray with confidence. They are going to prayer on the merit of what Jesus Christ had done for them. I would also point out to you that it's while they're on the way to prayer that the power falls. It is as they are simply obeying and going to the place of prayer. It's not about the place, you see. It's about the person. It's about God. It was as they were going to the place of prayer at this hour that the Lord showed up and did something out of the ordinary. I just have to believe that if more of God's people were diligent about their prayer lives, we would see more of the miraculous power of God. We'd see more of what the Lord wants to do. The adventure does continue. Do you know where it continues? On our knees. It continues 
in the secret place of prayer. You see, there is no adventure like the adventure of prayer, seeking God and then seeing God answer. I tell you, there's nothing more exciting this side of heaven than seeing the Lord intervene in direct answer to prayer. And so I want to challenge you to pray on today, my brother, to pray on today, my sister. Be like Peter and John, one in this spirit of prayer. Uh, Find you a place, set aside a time, and today let your Christian experience be more than one day in the past, more than one event in your, your own history. Instead, let it be a season of blessing. And by the grace of God, let it be an hour of prayer. And may that hour be very sweet and precious to you. Uh, You can't rush into the presence of God, and when you get there, you won't want to rush out. Enjoy the Lord. Worship the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Seek the Lord. And when you come from that place of prayer, you will come away a different person and ready to make a difference for Jesus Christ. The same is true today as it was then. The Lord is at work in this world through His Holy Spirit, drawing people to Himself. What a privilege as God's children to be a part of what God is doing in this world today. If you'll visit enjoyingthejourney.org, you will find many resources that will equip you as you walk with the Lord. You will find previous podcast series and episodes, full-length Bible messages, and a topical search engine that will aid you in studying Bible subjects. If this podcast is a blessing to you, we hope you will share it with a friend. Be sure to join us on the next episode of this continuing adventure through the book of Acts.